Hey, thank you for listening to the Rise Youth Podcast. Rise Youth is a youth group that exists to rise up and saturate our schools with the gospel. You are right now listening to a teaching from our new series, Death Life, a life resurrected by the death of Jesus. In other words, once we die to our old selves and come to resurrection life in Christ, once we get saved, how then should we live? You'll hear Jordan talk about Jesus as our source of life. Awesome. So I want to start with this idea that you guys are actually loved by the Father. And, and this idea, not even if you, you guys probably don't feel loved all the time, but God actually has loved you from the beginning. And um, he wants to be with you. You guys are image bearers made in his image at the very beginning. And, and we broke that and, and Jesus actually had to come and, and give up his life for us to be made right in relationship with God again. But God loved us so much to send his son, and Jesus actually bridged that gap to be with God. So God wants to be with you. And what does that mean? Well, I'm a summer camp counselor, and back in 2017, I was just starting out as a CIT or counseling training. If you guys know Trout Creek, uh, I worked there. And I still am working there. But so in 2017, I remember this one week where it was uh, after a game we were playing called Counselor Hide, where the counselors would actually go away and uh, hide in the forest, and they would give out popsicle sticks to students that would find them or kids that would find them. And as I was playing this game, I was like giving away some popsicle sticks, but I had some left over. So after the game, I, I went back to the chapel, the main area, uh, to put some of these popsicle sticks away. And I saw this girl that I knew who worked on staff who wasn't a counselor, but she was just there. And I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? Like, what are you guys up to? And they're like, oh, we're doing lost and found, like finding all the lost things at camp and putting them together. And then while I'm talking to this girl, my leader comes up, my dean, and he's like, hey, Rio, which is my camp name, be with your campers. And I was like, okay, bro, I was just saying hi. Uh, sorry, I'll just go be with my campers. And I was like, why is he so mean? Like, how does he... Like, what right does he have to tell me to be with my campers? I was just saying hi to my friend. And then, like, after that, I realized that is the only thing I remember about that week, is that I was told to be with my campers. So was I even with my campers that week? Like, was I, like, physically I was present, but was I mentally present with them, taking in information and being with them? And compare that to this last summer, um, I was a counselor, and I got to know some really great guys. Um, one of my favorite you're not supposed to have favorites. One of my really good campers that I got to connect with, he was super into different types of clownfish. And I was like, bro, this is really weird, but I love that you're super into clownfish. And we talked about that, and he like showed me pictures from his trip to Israel. Like he, him and I like got really connected. And, and the reason that I knew this, that he liked clownfish, is because I spent time with him. I, I got to know these things about him, know his character, because I spent time with him. I had another camper who was super into music. He was like composing music and, and he played Claire de Lune at our talent show from memory. Like this guy was really into music. But being able to connect with someone and learn about them isn't enough. I actually got to know their characters too and, and learn about their little habits throughout the day and, and their mood changes. Like getting to know people is a lot different than being physically present with them. It's about engaging with them. And so this brings me back to the idea of like, are we with 
Jesus. And what does that actually mean to be with Jesus? And so uh, let's go back to this passage, verse uh, 5. It says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in them, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Jesus wants you to be with him, to abide with him. And what does that mean, to abide? And, and the, the Greek actually means to make home, or, or to be at home and feel comfortable. And do you guys feel comfortable with Jesus? Do you feel like after a long, stressful day, you just want to come and relax in his presence? Or do you feel like being with him and reading the Bible is a chore and, and being like, oh, I, gotta, I have to read John because my youth leader said I have to, so I need to, I need to read all of John right now. Like, is it that type of urgency or is it actually sitting and being present with the creator of the universe who loves you deeply and wants to be in relationship with you? Are you taking that time to sit and be like, God, I just want to be in your presence. I don't care about all these rules that I have to follow. I just want you. And if I have to follow these rules to be with you, that's what it takes. And so are you comfortable with Jesus? And I'll flip that question. Is Jesus comfortable with you? Jesus comfortable with you. And what I mean by that is not like, does he care about you? Yes, he cares about you. Does he love you? He loves you so much. But like, does he know you? Can he just knock on your door and be like, hey, I need you to change this about your life? And you're like, yep, I got it. Or, or is it like, hey, knock, 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 no answer. Knock, 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 no answer. Like, is he comfortable with you enough to call you out and, and to be like, just come in when he wants are you comfortable with Jesus, and is he comfortable with you? Um, the next thing I want to talk about is bearing fruit, and that is a confusing concept, because what does that mean to bear fruit? Does it mean a bear and some fruit? Next slide. Okay, well, while we're waiting on the bear and the fruit that are going to show up, there it is. Is it a bear and a fruit? Yeah. Who thinks it's a bear and a fruit? Raise your hand. Okay, who thinks it means something else? Okay, you, the second one's right. So what does it actually mean to bear fruit, and um, what does that look like? And, and bearing fruit is more than just, like, doing good things on the outside. It's more than, than serving every Sunday, which are good things, or, like, waking up at, like, 5 a.m. to work at a soup kitchen before school. Like, those are good things, but it's more than having good things come out of your life. It's actually um, due to a change in who you are in yourself. And, and bearing fruit means having those good works coming out of a relationship with Jesus. And, and I want to break this down a little bit further. I'm taking a Northwest forest ecology class uh, at my college, and it's super weird. We just go out, like last lab we did, we like dug a dirt pit. It was super weird. But Northwest forest ecology, ecology is like the study of an ecosystem, and we're in the Northwest, and we're studying forests. 
and we study the relationship between abiotic and biotic like organisms, living and dead organisms. So all the living and dead things come together to create an ecosystem. And, and specifically, we were learning about trees. And I've always grown up thinking like, if I cut a little hole in a tree, and about 15 years later, that little hole will be at the top, right? You guys get that idea? That's wrong. It's, it doesn't work like that. Trees actually grow outward through their branches. They, they add on layers underneath their bark. And so there's these two things called xylem and phloem. Everybody say xylem and phloem. Great job. So xylem is like these things in the trees that take the nutrients up, and then phloem like flows them back down. Uh, it's this whole thing we have to remember for that class. But so xylem and phloem are actually moving nutrients throughout the tree so that it gets to all the branches and gets everywhere. Uh, and and it, the tree grows on the ends of the branches, and it grows on the outside of the tree, not upward vertically, but outward. And I think this is such a beautiful picture of what our lives with Jesus should look like. If we are having his word and, and his nutrients, so to speak, in us, flowing in and out of us, flowing to every part of our spiritual bodies, like we will see growth on the outside. We will see this growth outward where we're not like waking up to read our Bibles because we're like, oh, it's 5 a.m. I said I'd read my Bible. It's like, dude, it's 5 a.m. I get to be with Jesus. It's another day, another blessed day to be with him. And, and that's what I think it means to bear fruit. Of course, bearing fruit like in a tree sense is like to have fruit on the outside. But what if it was actually also continuous growth outward and, and growth and not coming from what we're doing on the outside, but what's going on inside and, and a change of who we are as humans to become more like Christ in our hearts. So, how we grow is through the connection to Jesus and having him change us from the inside out. And, and the final thing I want to focus on um, is... At the very end here, in verse 11, it says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. If you guys want to flip in your Bibles to John 21, 4 through 7, we're going to talk about this a little bit. Um, so it says, Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. So to give you a little context, Jesus had died and resurrected. And now he's standing on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, and all of his disciples are out on a boat, way far out, fishing. And this is what's happening. They don't know that he's there, but he sees them. And in verse 5 it says, Jesus said to them, Children, do you have any fish? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you'll find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. So, so many fish were in their nets that they were not able to pull it into the boat. And this is actually the second time that Jesus, like, does this to them. And so that disciple whom Jesus loved, therefore, said to Peter, it is the Lord. 
When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he was stripped for work, and he threw himself into the sea. He threw himself into the sea. And so I, I just think this is so interesting that, first of all, Jesus is just standing there, and he's like, oh, hey, are you guys, like, catching any fish? And they're like, nope. And he's like, okay, just try the other way. And they're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But this is actually the second time, which means that, like, I think that's how John recognized this was Jesus. And that's the disciple whom Jesus loved is John. And, and John tells Peter, he says, yo, Peter, that's, that's the Lord. Like, that's Jesus. And Peter is filled with this emotion. I, I would call it joy. Uh, just to be with someone that you love and you care about so much. He was filled with this desire to be with Jesus. And what did he do? He, he threw on the stuff so he looked presentable, his outer garment, and he jumped into the sea. There was nothing that was going to hold him back between him and Jesus. And this makes me think of, I went whitewater rafting this summer twice for the first time. It was random, but... One time I went to Trout Creek, and we had campers. And me and my camper tried to do this thing where you lock your, the end of your oars, and you stand on the outside of the boat and lean as far back as you can without falling in. And you have to, like, both let a little bit at a time and, and help, help each other out. But I let my camper fall in because I didn't want to get wet. Um, but we were sitting on the boat later, and then he, like, tackled me in the water. And I don't know how many of you guys know where the Deschutes River is, but it actually is really cold. And I'm pretty sure the Sea of Galilee is probably really cold. But any type of water for me makes me feel overwhelmed and uncomfortable. So getting put in water, I was like, I need to get out of this right now. So I'm like climbing back on the boat and I'm like, I gotta go, it's so cold, I hate this. And so with that, I just felt like, when I was in the water, it was overwhelming cold and, and overwhelming. And it was almost to the point where I couldn't realize where I was or I, I couldn't focus on the right things of how to get back in the boat. And it came as a surprise to get tackled into the water. But imagine jumping into the water and swimming towards Jesus. And, and where I want to go with this is that Jesus wants to be with you, but how bad do you want to be with him? And are you filled with joy because of your relationship with him? Are you willing to throw yourself into the sea? And whitewater rafting is pretty scary because if you fall out during a, a rapid, it's really intense and you'll probably get bruises and get hurt and hit rocks. But sometimes in life, we're going to have to go through hard things. We're going to have to go through difficult things. Jesus promised that he would be with us in those difficult things, not that those difficult things would never happen. He said he'd be with us through that. And, and so what steps are you willing to take to be with Jesus? Is it, is it waking up early, reading your Bible? Is it praying every day or, or trying to build that habit? And Jesus promises true joy, but to fully experience it, we need to actively pursue him. And I like the NIV in this verse. It says, we need to jump 
like Peter jumped out of the boat. Like we need to get out of the boat of what we think is comfortable, of what we think is normal, and we need to just chase after Jesus and follow him wherever he leads. And it's gonna be difficult, and it's gonna be hard, but you're swimming toward Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, the giver of life and true joy. To do this, though, it, it, it needs your, you're going to do something. You're going to need to do something. And it's going to be spend time in the truth. Spend time in God's word. That's like each stroke of a swim is, is reading his word and, and chasing after him and getting to know him, being with him. That means just being in his word and, and spending time with him. Are you guys willing to jump out of the world and into the sea to chase after Jesus? Let's pray. Dear Lord. Thank you for listening to the Rise Youth Podcast. Rise Youth exists to rise up and saturate our schools with the gospel.